Welcome into Locked On Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, August 25th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman, tuning in for the 198th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please be sure to go do that. Also, please go follow our Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good stuff being posted there every day. All right, Locked On Blackhawks listeners, thank you for tuning into the show this afternoon. To kick things off today, I would like to kind of talk about a tweet that I posted yesterday that actually drew some fun interaction from my followers. And basically what I tweeted was that after watching Vegas dismantle Vancouver 5 to nothing on Sunday, I appreciate Corey Crawford and the effort that he made in that series even more because the Canucks on Sunday were outplayed just as badly as we were in the entire series. We were probably outplayed even worse than that. But Corey Crawford never let us get in a 5 nothing hole where we didn't have a chance to come back or claw our way into the game. And I also... Like, I don't want to make it sound like I'm taking a shot at Jacob Markstrom or anything. He's a fantastic goaltender, one that the Blackhawks could look at in free agency this summer. More on him in a little bit. But back to Crawford, I know he didn't have a great first half of the regular season this year when he was splitting time with Robin Leonard. But once he got his starting job back and got things rolling, he was a much better player down the stretch, and he was playing his tail off to keep the Blackhawks in some games that they probably didn't deserve to be in. And we actually heard Crawford talk about this in an interview on Tuesday morning. He talked about how when the team had both he and Robin Leonard, it was tough because both guys just wanted to play as much as possible, which you understand 100%. And then Crawford reiterated that he's so much more valuable when he can play consistently and have a consistent role. And he showed that with his play in the second half and in the postseason. It's Also really impressive when you consider that Crawford only had one day of training camp before this postseason as well. He had one day of camp before the exhibition game against St. Louis. People forget that Crawford had this this solid of a performance in the postseason after testing positive for COVID-19 a month or two before. He still somehow found a way to bring his A-game considering all of that in the first round versus Vegas. So for me, as I'm sure most of you can tell by that tweet, I do feel like Corey Crawford can be a number one goaltender in this league, even at his age. I think if he's able to stay healthy, he can still be a guy that can lead a a good group to where they want to be. And what frustrates me the most is when people say, oh, well, he's just going to get injured again. Well, it's, it's not like this guy is dealing with a lingering groin issue or something. These are concussion problems from getting ran into and hitting his head against the goalpost and whatnot. And I know that's a serious injury too, but there's like actually nothing he can really do to control that or prevent it from happening again in the future. It's not a muscle where you have to stretch it out constantly and rehab it in that kind of manner. It's his head. So it kind of irks me when people say, well, it's inevitable he'll get injured again. You literally have no way of knowing that. You're just saying this because you don't like the guy for whatever reason and want the team to move on which certainly could also be a possibility in the offseason. 
on Tuesday, Crawford was actually asked a lot about his future with the, with the franchise, and he responded in the most professional way possible by saying basically that he hadn't had his exit interview yet with the team, and he doesn't really know the financial situation and whatnot, so it's kind of hard to tell at the moment. But Crawford did say that he would like to be back in Chicago, but at the same time, he wants to play a ton and not be sitting on the bench for half the games. Again, he understands that he brings the most value to his team when he's getting consistent starts, and that makes complete sense. That explains why he wasn't at his best in the first half when they were going back and forth between he and Leonard. The final question the 35-year-old goaltender was asked was an interesting one. He was asked if he would be willing to take less money to make the Hawks cap space work, to which Crawford responded by saying, and I quote, that's hard to say right now. It depends on the situation. In Chicago, I don't know what our cap is like right now. We have a lot of guys to sign, but definitely I'm leaning towards staying in Chicago. Crawford also added that a short-term deal may be the best for both he and the team at the moment, so it doesn't sound like Crow is opposed to the idea of taking less to stay with the Blackhawks, but at the same time, he didn't flat out say, yeah, I'll, I'll take more money to stay here, so... We'll just have to kind of wait and see what comes from that exit interview with Stan Bowman in the front office, which is expected to take place later on this week, according to Corey Crawford. Now, just my two cents on the matter here. I think it is possible to get a two-year deal done with Crawford, but I just don't have any idea of what kind of money he'll be wanting this time around. He's been making six mil a year for some time now, and while we can expect that number to go down, I, I don't see him getting a deal cheaper than 3.75 million and it could even be closer to four or four and a half and as Crawford said the team still has a lot of guys assigned Dominic Kubalik, Dylan Strom, possibly Drake Kajula or Slater Cuckoo as well so free agency could be the move if the Blackhawks are not wanting to give the veteran Crawford the kind of money or term that he wants in the offseason. All right, coming up in just a moment, I'm going to continue to talk about Corey Crawford and his future with the Blackhawks, and I'll also take a look around the NHL and discuss a couple of free agent goaltenders the Blackhawks could take a look at in the offseason. But first, I need to talk to you about rockauto.com, the best place to shop for all your auto and body needs. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and make sure to tell them the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. That's rockauto.com for an amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Listen, we've all had our share of car problems. How much easier is it when you have an auto and body shop that you can rely on? Well, rockauto.com has your back for all the car parts you'll ever need in any situation. One more time, check out rockauto.com for reliably low prices and an amazing selection, and make sure to let them know the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. rockauto.com, an auto and body shop that you can trust for reliably low prices. I also need to talk to you about Roman. Roman handles everything from treatment to delivery of brand name ED medication. Genuine, doctor-prescribed medication from U.S. licensed physicians. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL and if you're approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. Roman can be prescribed online and delivered right to your front door. So be sure to go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. And if you're approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment from U.S. licensed physicians.
This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page, at JackBushman2, and my Blackhawks Twitter page, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and follow Locked On Blackhawks for free wherever you may listen to your podcast and also on Twitter to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. So we just finished talking about Corey Crawford's interview from this morning where he was asked a lot about his future with the Blackhawks organization. Now it's time to take a look at a couple of potential free agent options the Blackhawks have if they so choose to go that route in the offseason. Starting at the top, there are some solid names in this free agent class, but I don't expect the Hawks to be in the bidding for any of them simply because of their cap situation. So to start, Robin Leonard will be the highest paid goaltender from this free agency class. I don't think there's a doubt about that. And there's just no way he returns to the Blackhawks after everything that went down in the first half, plus our limited cap space makes him unavailable for us. But I've also seen a lot of people talk about Braden Holpe possibly being the Hawks' number one to start the 2020-2021 campaign, but I I personally think that would be a mistake for the Hawks. For one, Braden Holpe is coming off a $6.1 million contract, so you have to expect that another team is going to be willing to give him something close to that number, probably around five, five and a half. And also, he was not very good this year behind a Capitals defense that let me tell you, is a lot better than the Blackhawks. Holpe, for his entire career mostly, he's never seen a bad defense in front of him. Washington has always been pretty solid at the blue line. So I'm not sure he's the guy you want coming in next year with this defense in front of him. I'm not sure he's going to be ready for that kind of pressure. I think uh, another guy that Blackhawks fans have been talking about is Matt Murray, and I think that would also be a mistake for the Hawks because he has not been good at all since randomly leading Pittsburgh to -to back-to-back Stanley Cups a few seasons ago. I'm not all that confident in Murray. Both he and the Penguins have underachieved in the last couple of years. Even Pittsburgh doesn't seem to be that confident in Murray anymore. So I'm not sure how the Blackhawks front office could look at that guy and think he is the solution and the number one starter of the future. There are also some old balls in this free agency class who could be a cheap option for the Blackhawks, but with the direction the team is heading in, or at least trying to, I should say, I don't think a 37-year-old or whatever who's well past his prime would be the best choice here. There's guys like Jimmy Howard, Craig Anderson, Brian Elliott, Mike Smith, just to name a couple, but the two guys I would look at for the Blackhawks that are a bit older but not kind of in the same realm as Howard Anderson and those guys are Anton Kudobin and Tomas Grice. I know that both guys are already 34 years old, but starting with Kudobin, I'm not sure Dallas is going to be able to re-sign him when they already have Ben Bishop locked up for the next four years at nearly $5 million per season. And they also have to sign guys like Dennis Garianoff, Rupe Hintz, and Radic Foxa in the offseason, just to name a couple. they got to make a couple of big moves. They do have the cap space to do so, but I don't know if they want to go out and spend however couple million dollars on a guy that's going to be split splitting time with Ben Bishop going forward. Um, but Kudobin, he actually has been getting a lot of the starts for the Stars in these playoffs, and for good reason. He's won five in a row now for them, and he was spectacular in the regular season. He led the NHL in save percentage, and while he will be due for a raise in the next couple of months, whenever the season comes to an end, 
He's only making 2.4 mil this season, so the Hawks very well could feel that he'll be a better two to three year solution than Corey Crawford will be if they're kind of in the same ballpark cap wise. Now, we'll have to wait and see what happens with Kudobin and the Stars in these playoffs. As, as I said, he's been playing great. He's won five in a row for them, and he's been, uh, he has the Stars up two to nothing against the Colorado Avalanche right now. And if Doby continues to keep this play up, he, could be looking at 5 or even $6 million in the offseason, which would put him out of the Blackhawks' financial range. The cheaper option for the Hawks will likely be Tomas Grice, as he's been the backup for Simeon Varlamov and the New York Islanders for most of their postseason runs so far. As I said, Grice is also 34 years old like Kudobin, but he's been very good in that backup role in the Islanders organization for some time now, and he very well could be rewarded with a starting job come next season. Grice currently has a cap hit of $3.3 million, and I wouldn't expect that to go up that much in free agency, considering that the NHL salary cap will remain at $81.5 million for the next couple of years. So he's also been a backup, so you can't expect him to get too much of a raise. So if the Blackhawks want to save some money for a guy that's proven to be a quality goaltender in this league, he's got a couple of 20-win seasons the last couple of years, I certainly wouldn't argue with the decision to go out and get Tomas Grice in the offseason. Alright, I think that takes care of the Blackhawks' possible free agent replacements for Corey Crawford this offseason. Now it's time for our new Blackhawks 2020 postseason recap segment here on the podcast, where I take a look at one player and discuss how they fared for the Blackhawks in their short postseason run. But first, I need to talk to you about DoorDash, the best place to order the food you love online or through the DoorDash app. DoorDash has all your favorite eats near you for order delivery and for pickup with real-time order updates, contact-free delivery, and tons of restaurant reviews from other users. Right now, you can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps. Once again, DoorDash is the best place to order your favorite food online for order delivery or for pickup. And if you use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps, you can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. As always, I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at Talkin' Hockey, or you can also always email the Locked On Blackhawks email, which is LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com for any questions you have about the show, myself, or anything that has to do with the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So we just wrapped up talking about some free agent solutions for the Blackhawks' number one goaltender position next year. Now it's time for our new Blackhawks 2020 postseason recap segment here on the podcast, with today's feature being the 22-year-old former 40-goal scorer, Alex Dabrinkit. So Dabrinkit, as I just said, was a 40-goal scorer in 2018-19, but this season he didn't even hit the 20-goal plateau in his 70 games played, with just 18 goals and 27 assists for 45 points. 
And that's really tough to see because just a year ago, as a 21-year-old, as I just said, he scored 41 goals and had 76 points in 82 games for the Blackhawks. And he wasn't even close to getting back on that point-per-game pace that he was in 2018-19. So the Blackhawks really missed his secondary scoring this year. The hope for Dabrinkit was that the COVID-19 pause would give him some time to get away from the ice, get his mind straight, and get some of that confidence back. And, I mean, he really wasn't as bad as some people made him out to be this year, so his confidence shouldn't have been that low, even though his results weren't what he wanted them to be. He actually had more shots on goal per game this year than he did in 2018-19, but his shooting percentage was down 10%, so he maybe he just wasn't getting the same puck luck that he did in the past. As a rookie, he shot 15.5%. That's incredible for a first-year NHL player. And then last year, he was at 18.6%. Well, this time around, he shot just 8.7%, which explains his poor goal output. The, the guy just couldn't catch a break. And we actually saw more of the same from the former second-round pick in these playoffs for the Blackhawks. As he didn't score a goal, uh, the first of his postseason career, by the way, until Game 4 of the first round series against the Vegas Golden Knights, believe it or not. But in that first round against Edmonton, even though he was unable to find the back of the net, Dabrinkit was still giving it his all for the Hawks. He finished with 3 assists and a plus 3, plus minus rating in the 4 game series. And in Game 1, he recorded 5 shots on goal, and he had 3 in Game 3 as well, but None of them could find Twine as he was still without his first playoff goal heading into the first round series versus Vegas. Debrinkit had a pretty lackluster first couple of games versus the Golden Knights with just two shots on goal in the opening two games of the series. But throughout the remainder of the way, he was arguably the Blackhawks' best player. As in Game 3, he led the team with a whopping 8 shots on goal. The team recorded less than 30 in total, so he had almost... Um, a fourth of them, but he couldn't get one past Robin Leonard, and the Hawks ultimately lost the game to fall behind 3-0 in the series. Then, in Game 4, Dabrinkit was once again on top of his game as he led the Hawks in shots on goal once again, and he added the empty netter for his first playoff goal, which had to be letting the monkey off his back. So much weight lifted off of his shoulders. I don't care how it goes in, it's always nice to get that first one out of the way, and it was only fitting that Dabrinka got to seal the deal for the Blackhawks in their last win of the season. The Cat, once again, was one of the more dangerous Blackhawks in Game 5, and he scored a goal with a goaltender in net this time around uh, to pick up goals in back-to-back games. And his four shots on goal was also up there for the team lead for the third game in a row. Sadly, the Hawks, of course, weren't able to take advantage of Dabrinka's hot hand as they lost Game to f- uh, game 5 4-3, to which put that official seal on their 2019-20 campaign. But overall, Dabrinkit finished with two goals and four assists for six points in the nine playoff games, and he also finished with 27 shots on goal in those nine games, so he was good for three a game, which that's right around where you want him on a nightly basis. And even though he was clearly outsized in these playoffs, Dabrinkit did his best to fight hard in the board battles, even though that's not one of his strengths. And I just, I thought he deserved better than the results he got in these playoffs. So for me, considering all of this, I have to give Alex Dabrinkit a flat B for his performance with the Blackhawks in the playoffs. He didn't do much on the power play and he was pretty absent in the zone entry department, but he was putting pucks on net, which is his game. 
and he also had at least 10 A-plus scoring opportunities in the playoffs. So he could easily have had five or six goals for the Hawks if things went his way like they did in his first two years in the NHL. So he was playing the right way, and he's just so good at finding the soft spot in the defense to create scoring opportunities that... I really believe he will have a bounce back year in 2020, 2021 and get back to the he'll get back to the 30 to 40 goal scorer that we all know he can be for the Chicago Blackhawks. All right, so I think that is going to wrap up Alex DeBrinket's 2020 postseason recap and Tuesday, August 25th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and be sure to subscribe and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out every day and after the show ask your smart device to play the lockdown nhl podcast for all the latest news from all the teams that are still remaining in the second round of the 2020 postseason thank you again for tuning into today's episode i am your host jack bushman you can catch me on twitter at my personal account at jack bushman 2 or my blackhawks account at talk and hockey for all the latest blackhawks news and updates For any questions at all regarding anything related to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.